It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's another Friday with the weekend fast approaching and I see across the Tasman, the Reserve Bank there has decided not to up the cash rate for this month, uh, leaving the cash rate at 5.5% for the second consecutive time since mid-2021. Mortgage holders there in NZ, they have been having a pretty tough time of it. And because it is a Friday, it's time to focus once more on the Sydney real estate market. Arjun Paliwell, the Head of Research at Investicate, Buyers Agency is back with us. Good morning to you, Arjun. You would have been watching that with a lot of interest. Those Kiwis are not going through any more pain this month. Yeah, I think there's always been an aspect of what the governments should do versus what they have been doing. And I've been a big commentator on the idea of that they have been overshooting interest rates. And now they're starting to look at that lag data and go, oops. Probably went a bit too far. Shall we pause and consider what's happening? Because the data across the board, New Zealand and Australia and many other parts of the globe, we're rarely seeing the inflation come off pretty quickly at the start of this year and midpoints of this year now. And so I do feel that may be a theme where every single rate review now is more sweaty than ever and everyone's thinking it through more than ever. And I hope that they continue to play this more measured approach and wait and see because it should be pauses for some time if they are using and looking at the data correctly. And just on that note, because probably a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, we were always identifying the New Zealand market as being in the future and looking towards what was happening. That seems to be not so much the case these days. There's a bit more of an even playing field. Yeah, I do think that we've started to really see a little bit more separation as well in terms of those trends not being so lead, because one thing that we could recognize is that the New Zealand market was much deeper in terms of its decline rates than what we've seen, say, across the ditch in Australia. And Australia's recovery actually started earlier than New Zealand's recovery in the housing market. So uh, decoupling themselves for sure from some of their data, because naturally they do carry some separate fundamentals. All right, so that is Arjun Paliwell. He will be back in just a moment. Uh, We're talking all things Sydney next. If you're serious about real estate, we're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week. From interest rates rising, a shifting landscape, rentals running hot, clearance rates, a tight rental market, we cover it all every morning from 6am on The Real Estate Breakfast. Well, we've talked about this before, and that is doing as much due diligence and homework as possible when it comes to developers. There are, at the moment, and you might have seen this yesterday, 270 people facing financial distress after purchasing Sydney apartments from a developer which is now in administration. And the Assistant Building Commissioner issued an urgent rectification order for the developer due to potential serious defects. And the complex owners fear a repair bill in the millions with estimates 
estimates of around $50 million, which would be shared among 276 apartment owners. Now, that amounts to approximately $180,000 each. Ouch, that is going to hurt. So a very unfortunate situation, and sometimes even a lot of due diligence doesn't catch this. Well, somebody around Australia today for July the 14th is going to be celebrating their birthday. Perhaps that is you, if it is. Happy birthday. You are sharing it with just one celebrity, and he is the beast of UFC fighting, and that is Conor McGregor. He is turning 34 today. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country on our Friday, let's check on the weather. Sydney, great news. A mainly sunny Friday and expect a high of 22. Melbourne, cloudy with windy conditions, 15. Brisbane, expecting a mainly fine day, 23. And in Perth, well, didn't quite get there with the sunshine. Showers easing today and a high of 17. From investment strategies to market analysis, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. And it is a Friday morning as Sydney, of course, is renowned for its high real estate prices and fiercely competitive market where auctions play a significant role in sales. However, amidst the current interest rate cycle, many face challenges in borrowing capacity, which has declined by 40% since since early 2022. And Arjun Paliwell is back with us this morning. He is the head of research at Investigate Buyers Agency and has conducted an extensive study focusing on Sydney's sub-regions to identify three undersupplied areas that offer a lower entry price point for investors. So Arjun, for the listener, can you shed some light on the research process that you've undertaken to uncover these areas with potential for affordable growth in Sydney? Yeah, there's a very, very big market here in Sydney, my friend. And what many people underestimate is that it's easy to call the city of Sydney just Sydney. But in fact, uh, with the population of now crossing 5 million, there is far more to it when it comes to how many different subregions there are. And in the data used for this activity, we looked at different components. One was the actual price, because at the end of the day, dollars are getting tougher to borrow. So naturally, the price is a key component. And when we reviewed prices across Australia, we did something called cutting the data up by quintiles, so five different areas of price points. And it's clear that there is more demand in the last 12 months with sales volumes occurring in price points at a lower quintile, the entry level, because naturally the sales volumes lifted there where the sales volumes actually fell off in some of our more premium areas. So I think that's kind of what we saw over the last 12 months. So that was a key part. Lastly, we looked at supply conditions, both for rent, construction, and sale. And then we also saw the trends changing. So that was kind of what made up those trends, the supply conditions, and also the actual heat of buying in quintiles that made us look at the price points and divide Sydney up a little bit more. Okay, so that's a a little bit of a look at the process. What about the specific names and locations? Because people will be very interested this morning, especially if they are in Sydney, of these three areas. 
Yeah, so with Sydney's three regions, we used council areas or actually even more nerdy data. We called it SA4 areas. So these are bigger sort of subregions, not quite the whole hundreds of councils or, or dozens of councils. This is actually more of a slightly bigger area. And the, and the three pockets that came up were Central Coast. And for many in the past, it may sound funny to include this in Sydney, but in the past, Sydney and Central Coast are two different areas, but with transport constantly improving, more people making the commute, the lifestyle shifts of work from home, Central Coast is definitely starting to show its space in part of Sydney's market. The second one is Southwest Sydney. And so this is the new airport precinct and lots of economic and infrastructure and activity happening around this area. Lots of jobs coming to this area, the whole new five plus billion dollar precinct and airport. And then the third one was the market of Western Sydney. So this is your Black Towns, your Parramatta's and further. And that, these are the three core areas where we saw a few commonalities being some of the low supply some of the conditions of, you know, heat and, of course, affordability. All right. So let's have a little bit of excitement uh, on our Friday morning. What particularly excites you about these three areas in terms of investment opportunities? Yeah, well, maybe deep dive into one of them for a more deeper view. And then uh, the other two follow much the same. But let's take a look at Central Coast. So Central Coast is houses for sale. And listing levels are always an important factor because they've kept the lid on price movements in the downwards direction when it comes to what's happened over the last sort of 12 months with interest rates. Now, Central Coast prices firstly did dip back and you could have suburbs going back between eight up to 14% even in the last 12 months of price decline. So when you see that, you could almost say there's been an adjustment already in some of these markets. The second thing is listings for sale, when you go back to sort of peak numbers in the last sort of five years, we're around sort of 3,000 houses for sale back in 2019. And currently, there's about 1,800 houses for sale. So you can see those pre-COVID numbers to now, there's still a shortage. Now, is it as deep as the shortage of 2021, where it reached a bottom of 1,194 houses for sale? No, we are well above that. And that's why prices came off. But the supply, instead of trending up, which it did do the whole way from September 21 to about November 22, since November 22, these cities or subregions I've shared with you have been seeing most of their supply conditions decline. So all this stuff about interest rates rising, it had its peak scare, peak impact, cycle shift in the first six months in some of these markets. But in the last six months, instead of seeing a flood of listings, they've actually contained themselves. And that's why prices are recovering in these three regions quite quickly. The final thing to share is this the job market. The job market in these three areas, mainly the southwest and western Sydney, is exploding with opportunities, pipeline of jobs, and lots of infrastructure in the pipeline. Wow, that's uh, really interesting. And considering the future, I suppose we should just be a little cautious in terms of if there's any factors that might impede the continued rise for these three areas, particularly over the next 12 months. Yeah, there's a big factor on the component of listings. And this is a bit of an unknown right now across most of Australia. How will people react to some of the big shifts and changes potentially behind us? Let's take a look at the last three years. COVID, 2020, 2021. Big shakeup. Interest rates, 2022, and now in 23. So we've had three years of disruptions of confidence to both buyers and sellers. 
And sellers' confidences are the main things that are actually holding many markets in a good stability and Australia in good stability because we haven't seen their prices come back heavily and consistently, largely because of supply being low. So what happens when people go, hey, maybe COVID is behind us and maybe the interest rates are behind us and things start coming back down? Could that be the return of many properties for sale? Could that be the return of supply? Because these are deeper and lower conditions than we've ever seen for many years going back to even 2010, 2006 for some cities. So that is the biggest what if in Australian property is as interest rate cycles end and maybe unemployment does start to pick up and rise, do we just start to see people still contained with supply because then we will just keep seeing prices rocket away? Or do we see supply start to come back and meet this confidence and then maybe there's a bit more buy choice and things still grow, but possibly at a slower pace than what everyone's thinking. I think you have given all of the investors, especially those in uh, Sydney, something to think about this morning. And just before I let you go, August, uh, I suppose we should sort of just tap into what the RBA might be thinking for August. What do you think? I personally think that they would just be silly to keep rising these rates. It is doing what they intended to do. Inflation is on its way down and it was going to be on its way down even if they had paused a few months earlier too. And so in my opinion, they should continue to pause and I'd be surprised, but hey, they continue to surprise me sometimes. Arjun Paliwell, Head of Research at Investikit Buyers Agency. Lots of information. Enjoy your Friday and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 